0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Trust and Believe. Today, I'm really excited to talk to you because I think a lot of times um, we talk about things that aren't really that great and we talk a lot about struggle, but we never talk about happiness and the things you can do to continue to be happy. Uh, I did a little research before this podcast because while my You know, my life experience, I think, is valid, just like your life experience is very valid. I also believe that sometimes I need to go a little bit deeper into what I'm talking about just to get some background information to make sure that I'm on the right track, especially for you, because I want you to succeed in whatever it is that you want to do, especially in terms of your happiness. Now, what's really important today about happiness is not... You know, I'm not necessarily talking about smiling and cheesing and and hiding. You know what's really going on in your life. What I really want to talk about today is how present are you in every moment of your life, and how that can aid in your happiness, and how that can benefit in your overall happiness. Now, it's really important, and you'll hear what I talk about. It's not about again smiling or you know being super jovial all the time it's also a little bit about the trials and tribulations you go through and how if in that moment you are present you have a better chance on being happier or happier happier after that moment so sit back get ready to trust and believe and be in the power of now What's up? You better than Oprah, come on, y'all! This is Sean T, and it's time to trust and believe. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. I am back and you're going to see my eyes peer this way a little bit because I think it's very important that what I say to you is very specific Um, but the first thing uh, I want to touch on and it is actually a question is how much on a scale of 1 to 10 do you feel you live in the present moment how much do you feel like you live in the present moment for instance just to kind of give you Something to think about as you think about that answer again on a scale of one to ten. If you are driving to work, are you thinking about where you are? Are you paying attention to the road, or are you thinking about what you're going to have dinner later that night? Uh, are you thinking about the project that you have coming up in three weeks, or are you really focused on what you're doing at this very moment? Are you focused on the situation that's happening? Right now, in your relationship, or are you focused on, oh my gosh, I don't know if this is gonna work out. Are you focused on what happened last week? or are you focused on what's going on right now? which brings me to uh, my main point of today and why this subject was so important to me. Obviously, last week, uh, you know, or however long ago, whenever you listened to that particular podcast about my crash on the water, You know, during the week after, I kept thinking about what if that would have happened? What if I would have turned the wrong way? What if the gas station was open? Then I would have never gotten into that crash, right? And what I realized that I've done since the accident is some really, really great uh, internal learning uh, for myself, um, and I learned to live in the moment as much as possible. One of the most powerful things that have that has happened since the accident is my fear of death diminished greatly. I'm not saying I'm completely over that fear. And for those of you who have heard me speak live before, I've spoken about that pretty often. But my fear of death has definitely decreased, if you will. And... Um, I think I know for a fact now. It's because I'm so focused on what's happening in this moment. If I'm hugging my kids, I'm focused on hugging my kids. If I'm talking to Scott, if I'm enjoying a nice dinner, if I'm having a glass of wine, if I'm laughing with my in-laws, um, if I'm recording this podcast, I'm so focused now on what I'm doing at this moment and enjoying the moment and enjoying life. Whereas before. Yes, I was happy. Yes, I was in the moment a lot of times, but there were a lot of times where as a parent, I would be like, oh my gosh, am I doing the best I can do? What if I die? And I know that sounds really wild and crazy to a lot of people, but once I had kids, my fear of death increased dramatically. And it's always been something that's been you know, a big fear of mine. I think just fear of the unknown. Also, just to bring up, even... Prior to necessarily focusing on my fear of death when I was younger, a lot of my uh, stress and and negative moments came from me thinking about my past and thinking about my sexual abuse or thinking about you know when I wasn't out as a gay man and and the past thoughts would affect the the current thought that I was in or affect the current moments that I was in and. Again, ever since the boat accident, when I really started to focus on the present moment, it's helped me in a lot of ways. It's helped me communicate better. It's helped me sleep better. And in, I've had less angst moments about having to manage my annoyance with things. Now I'm just like, this is what it is. Like, Be action oriented and how are you going to figure this out instead of worrying about What's going to happen or what has happened. And so I want to read this thing to you right now that I looked up that I think is just really cool. And there was a study that was done. um, I believe it was a researcher out of Harvard. And I'm going to be full disclosure. This research was done, I think, with people that has smartphones. And the reason why I liked this study is because i think a lot of you out there myself included we use smartphones daily so it was actually reaching out to people or getting results from people who i think align with us a lot of studies are done in person or some kind of control controlled study but this was done this study was done for people with smartphones, and I think it's interesting. So just hear me out. People are happier when living in the present moment. At least that's what a former Harvard researcher, Matt Killingsworth, believes. As a long-term meditator and expert on human behavior, uh, the person who wrote this article said they have to agree, but I'm going to say not as a meditator, but As a person who believes in human behavior, and that was one of my favorite classes in college, it was such an amazing class. I actually have to agree with what I I read as well. Now, uh, granted, the present may not always be pleasant, but his data shows that even if the activity you're participating in is not so fun, i.e. sitting in traffic or something like that, people tend to be happier when focused on the here and now in contrast to when they focus on other things like when their mind wanders. Uh, Also continued on, he makes a point that as Mr. Killingsworth noted in his 2011 TED Talk, and I'm going to try to put that link in the article below, mind wandering is likely a cause and not merely a consequence of unhappiness, I'm going to say that again. Mind wandering is likely a cause and not merely a consequence of unhappiness. How many of you out there, your mind just wanders and wanders and wanders? And you find yourself in a completely different state, <laughs> a completely different area than where you are at this moment. A completely different mood when your mind finishes wandering. So just to bring light to that, that's definitely... Happened to me before. His research aggregated data from 15,000 people across 80 countries of various ages and income levels. His study suggests that mind wandering has a more significant effect on happiness than any other factors like income, education, gender, and marital status. One particularly interesting data point found that on average people's minds wander. Are you ready for this? Forty-seven percent of the time. Almost 50% of the time that we're living and breathing and maybe, you know, in a movie or dancing or at a party, our mind is wandering. I want you to think about that. And and before I continue, think about times where you've actually gone down a road of mind wandering or think about how often you do it every day a tip and an assignment is to be very present throughout the week and how much you actually do mind wandering so anyway just to really just to reiterate that means for the average person We're somewhere else spacing out at least a little bit for about half of our waking hours. Isn't that wild? Isn't that crazy? Half of our waking hours are spent literally wandering and thinking about something. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Else. and so moving on like most research studies there are some limitations to the conclusions that can be drawn killingsworth who is now a robert wood johnson foundation health scholar uh, compiled his data from an iphone app he created during his doctoral work called track your happiness I and mean, that's what i was talking about before um You He actually studied people like us who are using a smartphone and apps. So I just wanted to make that clear so that if you find yourself wandering, most likely you're not in the present moment. And because you're wandering, you're unable to attach to things. Things that are happening at this moment. The point being, and I want you to think about this, if you focus more of your time on what's happening right now. Imagine how proactive you could be in the problems that arise in your life or how happier you can be just in general if it's a moment where you should be happy or if you're cooking dinner, how much better your food will taste if your mind wasn't wandering to other things. Now, my goal is to drop that from 47% to maybe 37%. Right. Take an active approach on dropping that. Maybe ten percent of the time each and every day, so that you know you can start to work on it and practice it. Uh, some of the things that you know, I come up with really interesting analogies, hopefully to help you, you know, make this all relevant. Uh, and this may be funny, but you remember the song, or maybe you know the song. Don't worry. Do, 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 do. Be happy, and then the whistle come in, right? That song, while it sounded good and it felt good, how many of us went beyond singing that song and actually put the direction into action, right? The direction was, don't worry, be happy. And again, it's not to say that you have to focus on just like being happy, but don't worry. I think that's the most important part of that song is stop worrying and wandering and focus on what you can do right now. It's extremely hard to do, I know. Trust me, days after my boat accident, I had a very tough time honing in and having tunnel vision on what my happiness could be, but I was able to do it by continuous, continuously practicing it. Um, uh, India Ari has a song where she says, in the face of the unexpected, you never know what's gonna happen tomorrow, but I wanna live. Again, you never know what's gonna happen tomorrow, but right now, how can you live your best life? And I know we hear live your best life often, but how can we live our best life by not worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow and being the present and being right now? Uh, some things to focus on as you start to try and keep your mind from wandering those 47% uh, percent of the time. Stop procrastinating. Can you imagine what would happen if you stopped letting your mind wander? One of the things that would happen is you would stop procrastinating. Now, there might be some people out there who are like, I'm not a procrastinator. I tend to think that a lot of us procrastinate quite often. I didn't do research on, you know, a study to say how many people actually procrastinate. But if you do take a survey of your day, you know, you're like, something silly, like, well, I have to go to the bathroom while I'll go in a little bit, right? That happens to me in the middle of the night. I'm like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And then I just have a miserable 15 minutes and I'm like, I might as well just get up and go, right? So what happens if, and again, I use a silly analogy, but what happens if you stop procrastinating? If you, I don't have it here, but this, I didn't have it in my notes, but it came to my mind, which is what if I just worked out right now? The reason why you procrastinate or procrastination proves that you already had time, right? If you can't procrastinate if you don't have time. So if you're telling me you actually have time to work out and you stop procrastinating, then you can do it. And the reason why we procrastinate is because our mind wanders. I think it has less to do with laziness and more of our mind wandering instead of saying, "Let me hone in on the focus of actually working out at the time that I said was I was going to work out." Not thinking about again, "Oh my gosh, I'm hungry," or "This workout's going to be too hard," or "This workout's going to be too easy," or. Instead of saying, this is gonna be, just say, I'm going to do this. And then switch it even further, say, I'm doing this now so you can eliminate the procrastination. The next thing is, if you keep your mind from wandering, that actually enables you to work to your full potential. Imagine that. If we are able to leave out all the extra things and focus right here, we can actually work to our full potential. Even as I'm doing this podcast, I I see my mind going, "Oh my gosh, like I only have 10 minutes because my father-in-law has to use the room, you know, so he can shower." And I have to tell myself to go away from there and the way I'm going to have a great podcast right now is I actually execute the verbiage that I want you to know so that you can be inspired. And that's just a really transparent moment of what's happening in my head right now. I have to say, no, like, what is it that I want to accomplish right here? And if I can accomplish that, I'll work to my full potential. Uh, this The other thing that I think is really great it is if you stop your mind from wandering, you are able to communicate at the highest level. Now you don't have all these other voices in and out of your head saying, Well, what about this and what about that? And it's more focused on this is how I feel. This is how I want to execute what I want to say. This is how I want my message to be perceived. This is what I want my intentions to be. And this is how I can respond when someone responds back to my communication. And if you're really in the moment, you can communicate at your fullest potential. Uh, And then the other thing is you can live a fuller life. Mm -mm -mm. You can live a fuller life if you eliminate the wandering because life is so beautiful. And I know we're having a lot of issues in here and even the study suggested not everything's going to be, you know, sunshine and roses. But if we really focus on the here and now, we can feel so great about who we are and we can really achieve more moments of happiness. Um, And in closing, I want to say again, not every moment is going to be happy not every moment is going to be sad most moments will be pretty average and moments of you just doing the best that you can do and getting things done and executing tasks and that's really great but the more you focus on the here and now the less outside noise from other people and outside noise that you generate in your own mind, the less that comes into play, the more you'll be able to focus on what it is that you wanna do. Execute your goals, achieve your goals, Um, be present in the moment and that can lead to a happier more fulfilled life and the thing that's really great about it is it's tangible happiness and accomplishments by not letting your mind wander are immediately tangible results you feel them right away you feel sadness right away you feel a struggle right away But you'll also be able to react to the sadness, to react to the struggle by staying in the here and now, eventually leading to a fuller life in this moment. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. I hope that you find ways to be happier. My challenge to you is just to to lessen the wandering time. One or two percent per day until you're doing the best that you can do and hopefully find joy in your heart and you can share it with other people and always trust and believe in who you are.